the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here, 710-KNUS. We're on the second half of the Tuesday show on this second to the last day of January 2024. You'll recall that yesterday we talked about the tragedy overseas when uh, three American soldiers were killed. Fox has been putting up uh, um, pictures and sort of interviews with the parents of those who would talk of the three that died, uh, those patriots. The other stuff, all this is related to the attacks on October the 7th, and there's been an investigation that has revealed that at least 12 employees of the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, and it's called UNRWA, I think it's U-N-R-W-A, and uh, I don't know what all the letters stand for. Oh, here it is, United Nations Relief and Works Agency. That's a U.N. Palestinian refugee agency. At least 12 members uh, had connections to the October 7th attack on Israel. And they've determined, based on their investigation, 10% of the Gaza staff have ties to Islamist militant groups. And we fund them. We've been funding them. It says intelligence estimates shared with the United States conclude that around 1,200 of UNRWA's roughly 12,000 employees in Gaza have links to Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad. And half, half have close relatives who belong to the Islamist militant groups. What? Nearly half of all UNRWA, and I don't even know if that's how you're supposed to say it, but that's how Big Daddy's saying it, an estimated 49% had close relatives who also had official ties to the militant groups, especially Hamas. My God. And we're funding these clowns. Now, here's the thing. We weren't always funding these clowns. There was a period of time not that long ago, like let's call it September of 2018, when the president of the United States at the time, his name was Donald J. Trump, said, we're all done here. We're not going to fund that effort anymore. And by the way, that was cheered. It didn't seem like that big of a deal. It was cheered by conservatives. And of course, on the left, there was the gnashing of teeth and the wringing of hands and the tearing of clothes because, oh, my God, the Palestinians, the sweet Palestinians, the oppressed Palestinians, we must give them money. to. Well, here's what we've discovered since then. Uh, Trump was right. We know that those monies didn't go to just help Palestinians with food or education. It turns out those monies likely supported, either directly or indirectly, the construction of those jillions of miles of tunnels, of those spiderweb tunnels that run underneath Gaza and that are posing the problems for the IDF right now. 
But more than that, it funded an organization that provide direct support for the October 7th uh, invasion and attack on the helpless and the unarmed. But get this. Donald Trump took the funding away. And uh, just about two and a half years later, in April of 2021, you know where this is going. That's right. Your current president, our current president, Joe Biden, refinanced them, decided we're going to give the money back. This is an incredible amount of money. Let me tell you, in 2021, the decision that Joe Biden made. They made an agreement that the United States will provide more than $235 million. That's a almost a quarter billion dollars in total aid of which 130 million 150 million dollars will go to this UNRWA which supports purportedly supported Palestinian refugees now when this happened and before it happened the Israelis were talking with uh, President Biden behind the scenes going holy smokes please don't do this at least don't do it until they make some reforms and the Israelis were saying how about we change just the little things like Maybe removing all the anti-Semitic content from the agency's educational curriculum. That's right, folks. We had been subsidizing a United Nations effort effort, purportedly on behalf of Palestinian refugees in Gaza that contained anti-Semitic content in their educational curriculum. What? What are you talking about? Trump comes in and says, I, I'm not anxious to spend money on this kind of dumbness. And so uh, we pull it. Biden puts it in place without making those changes. Is it? I, I don't even understand why Israel tolerates this administration, other than the fact that once they were attacked, I think Joe Biden was like, uh-oh, well, we better do something here. But he's torn, right? He's torn between the the Palestinian, the Hamas loving Palestinians. And please spare me the idea that the vast majority of Palestinians are opposed to Hamas. Where is your proof of that? Where is your evidence of that? Don't see it. Don't see it at all. They want a ceasefire. I'm happy to do a ceasefire after Hamas is obliterated from the planet. Then we should have a ceasefire and figure out a way to help these people. But on the road to the destruction of Hamas, please don't talk to me about a ceasefire. There's no negotiation with these people. Says uh, Israel's ambassador to Washington, uh, and I'm going to say it wrong, Gilad or Gilad Erdan, said that uh, in conversations with the State Department, he had expressed objections to the renewal of the UNRWA without first ensuring that any of these reforms were carried out. Nope. The aid package that Biden agreed to through Anthony Blinken includes $75 million in purported economic and development assistance and $10 million for peace building programs. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, didn't didn't happen, I guess. Between 2021 and 2023, I don't know where that $10 million went. Didn't seem to work. So if you're looking for yet another example of how the change in administrations has made a difference for the world, but also for America, here's another one. And again, I in no way am I defending the character of Donald Trump. I think in large, large part it's indefensible. But, but the bigger issue is when you're looking for someone to make decisions on behalf of the country and our interests, there are two 
Huge examples that are front and center right now. The border and Israel and Palestine. Those are two big ones. People are going to throw in the Ukraine thing, and we're going to end up disagreeing about that because, look, the Russians have been historically uh, our enemies in the post-World War II era. They are mischief makers for us globally, and uh, Vladimir Putin is evil. Uh, That's with a capital E-V-I-L, is evil. Anything that we can do to help thwart their expansion into the rest of Europe is, uh, without putting boots on the ground is money well spent. Having said that, if you look at the border, we have nothing but a catastrophe down there. And it is a catastrophe born and managed exclusively by this administration. And we know that because in the past, when there have been efforts, it started with Arizona and now with Texas to try to address the border crisis that they bear the brunt of this failure. uh, The administration has run to the court, but first it was Obama, now it was Biden saying, no, 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 this is our issue, not their issue. If we want to do nothing about it or mismanagement, they just have to suck it. It's too bad. And now Greg Abbott has said, I disagree. This stuff at the border, I do not believe would be happening if Trump were president. If we had that stay in Mexico or stay in the the country you're supposed to go to uh, while you're awaiting asylum, we'd be in a much different situation. So now we have these two competing issues. And by competing, I mean competing for our resources and our attention and our efforts One right here in our country, the other one with our closest allies anywhere near the Middle East. And it appears to have been completely mismanaged by the guy who wants to be president again for a second term. This is aside from the mumbling, the bumbling, the stumbling, the the lapses, the, the incoherent things that all aside from that stuff, which is I know some Pope. Folks think it is the most substantive aspect of this. It is a conversation piece, but it is much more aesthetic, in my opinion, than the reality that this right here is an example of the complete mismanagement of our affairs locally and globally. Donald Trump removed funding from an organization that appears to have a significant portion of its workforce out there working against Israel and planning for the attack against its people. And then Biden stepped in in 2021 as if to win back the Palestinian vote and said, no, no, we're going to give you all this money back. That's taxpayer money, folks. Think about how much money we are giving them. $235 million. What could we use $235 million for here, border wall or something? This is nuts. 303-696-1971, some uh, text coming in. Um, one thing, this is just a reference back to our conversation about the gun bill that Sherry Pife uh, found the draft of. One point I haven't heard you mention is to ask how this new law would prevent any crimes. The people causing problems with guns are already breaking the law. How would this new law help? But as Sherry points out, that may not be what it's really about. It's such a great question. It, it wouldn't prevent any crimes. It would only prevent law-abiding people, and we know they're law-abiding because they have a concealed carry permit, from defending themselves when the actual bad guys show up. This is an attempt to disarm law-abiding citizens. You know, there used to be a provision that said you can't carry a gun inside a public school unless you're a member of law enforcement or you're one of these faster trained kind of security people. That's great. That's fine. But you could keep your firearm in your car in the parking lot. Now, you can't even keep your your firearm in the car in your parking lot. Why? 
I don't know. Maybe it'll intimidate a voter. I mean, what's their argument for that? How many guns have been stolen out of teachers' cars in the parking lots of schools? My guess is the answer is about zero. So why do it? The other thing it does is to send the message that it's the guns that are the problem. The guns are the source of the evil. The guns are the source of all of this badness. So if we just remove the guns from law-abiding people's hands, it won't prevent a single crime. Folks, this bill will prevent exactly zero crimes. But that's not the point of it. And maybe Sherry's right. It's to try to suck money and attention into courtrooms. But uh, this thing is dumb. Uh, Another text or so but let's get to the ones on this uh, dumb lib policies affect more than affect us more than putin's get our house in order before we make waves elsewhere couldn't disagree more we can uh, walk and chew gum at the same time that's not just me saying it that's vivek ramaswamy saying it and he's an anti-help ukraine guy there is no universe or time and place where we can simply focus on what's going on here in America to the exclusion of whatever's going on globally. Can't do it. And if we do it, we are signing ourselves up for defeat. A hundred percent, we're signing ourselves up for defeat. And I just, I, I don't think I could ever support that move. It's just too simple to say, well, let's, let's fix our stuff here and then we'll go do other stuff. No, th- that's not how it works. It's like saying, uh, I got a broken foot. I can't shower, I can't get dressed, I can't go to work, I can't take care of my kids, I can't do anything because I have a broken foot. And until that broken foot heals, darn it, that's all I can focus on is that broken foot. You'd say, that's stupid. Get back at it, man. Life's going to keep on going. Same thing with geopolitics. You cannot take a knee and simply say, well, we need to figure ourselves out first. That's never going to be the right move for America. Another one here, George at Barack Hussein Obama is running the show and his cartel. This is what we get, a puppet Joe Biden. I don't, I don't believe that cartel puppet stuff at all. Do I believe Obama has influence over him? Sure. But there's just no... Ch- Listen, folks, why does there have to be a conspiracy with every damn thing that happens? Why can't it just be a bunch of people with whom we disagree that all get together and are like-minded and without any additional direction all row the same way? Right? How how do you think there's do you think it's okay if the liberals think there's a conspiracy amongst the Republicans to thwart all the elections and to keep people from voting? Is there a conspiracy? Are you meeting with people on a daily basis sending them texts? Is Donald Trump the puppet master for all of these people out there, these elected officials? who That's crazy talk, man. Break yourselves away from the conspiracy theory nonsense. That is a talk radio, right-wing, whack-job, social media approach that has you hooked. They just want you to click, and they just want you to tune in. Do they have evidence? Never. All they ever end up having is sure a lot of smoke. I guess we know who started the arson. That's all they ever have. Break yourselves from that. This is not about Barack Hussein Obama. This is about the failures of Joe Biden and the people he surrounds himself with. Another text. Can you imagine uh, all the taxpayers' money being spent on things that we really need as opposed to all the things like funding Hamas? This should just wake up Americans more and more to what Trump tried to do and how good his policies are. A lot of this, I believe, started with Obama. People may not like Trump's brassiness, brassiness, but he's good 
darn good. It's not his brassiness that bothers me, man. It's the fact that he's a narcissist. It's the fact that there is no decision he has ever made or ever will make that doesn't start with how does this affect me personally first, and then he'll figure out a way to make it seem like it's good for America. That's just my perception of him. It doesn't mean he can't do good things on behalf of America, and it doesn't mean he didn't do good things on behalf of America. But let's be candid about who the man is. He believes in himself. Everything else is a distant second place. Fight me. I mean, there's just, there's no other answer to every single decision he has ever made. And and again, without trying to go back into this can of worms here, there simply is no explanation, no logical, sane, sober, mentally stable explanation for why this guy would hang on to government property after he was begged to return it by the archivist, begged to return it by even members of law enforcement, and then tried to thwart his own attorneys in returning it to the government who actually is the rightful owners of it. There is simply no explanation for it other than it's about me. Nobody takes stuff that I think is mine. But but that doesn't mean he can't do good things. But let's at least be honest with each other about who this guy is. He doesn't need to be Jesus to be effective as president of the United States. Here's another. Not sending billions of dollars to Ukraine isn't taking a knee. If dumb libs in Europe feel that Russia is such a threat, they can do more to fight off Russia. We can assist, but they have to lead. Well, one, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but uh, Poland and Germany and the other countries that have absorbed many of the Ukrainian refugees, uh, Slovakia, uh, they would all tell you we're doing a part that even America isn't doing here. Uh, Our communities are taking in the victims of Putin's aggression. Um, I just disagree with you. I I don't think you just turn to Europe and say, you guys figure it out and uh, we'll cheer you on from behind. That lead from behind thing, you know who coined that phrase? Yeah, Barack Obama. That's not America. And by the way, we are not advantaged one bit. If we turn this over to the Europeans without any additional support or leadership and Russia wins, then what do we say? Then, then you get the, the Charlie Kirks and the others out there clamoring around going, yay, Putin's just as bad as Zelensky, but Zelensky's a bad guy, so that's okay. Take, take Ukraine. Have you read the stories, by the way, where Putin is now floating the idea that there are historic claims that Russia has to Alaska and that they disagree that there was a fair deal made between Russia and the United States to obtain the Alaskan property? Doesn't that sound oddly familiar? Doesn't that sound remarkably like what led up to his invasion of Crimea and his invasion of Ukraine? Should we sit back and go, well, you know what? Alaska was historically Russian territory, and gosh darn it, it's right there. It's right across the Bering Strait from them. I mean, when it's cold enough, you can walk there from here. Yeah, not connected to the rest of the U.S. at all. It's actually Canada has a bigger claim to Alaska than we do. Maybe we should just let them have it. How would you respond to that? Well, that'll never happen, you say. Well, let's pretend it does. Now what? Well, we would defend. Uh, We would defend American property. Well, why? Alaska has historic claims. 
mean, this is silliness, folks. We need to keep Russia in as small a box as humanly possible. And that box should look a lot like Russia. But that's not their goal. Oh, here's another one. Spare us on European whining about taking in Ukraine refugees. Merkel flooded her country with millions of Muslims, causing major social issues. Europe's needs to put on their big boy pants and get dirty. What in the hell does Germany taking in Muslim refugees have to do at all with the Ukrainians they've absorbed because of Putin's invasion and attacks? What in the world? This again is the, oh, did you say this was bad? Well, what about this? And what about seems to be the answer to every damn thing. If you ever criticize Biden, they go, well, well, Trump is just so horrible. If you ever criticize Trump, people, well, what about Biden? Nobody can ever defend the individual acts. So they just shift fire to what about this? If you decry cancer, someone comes back and says, well, what about syphilis? That's really bad. Like those two things, there's no connection there. You can be against something without having to point to someone else and say, this is why it's bad. Well, Biden's the patsy. He's a puppet. He's someone who will get blamed for all while Barack Hussein and Big Mike run for re-election. Big Mike? Who's Big Mike running for re-election? Who's Mike? I don't know who Mike is, man. And you're just never going to convince me that Obama is pulling Biden's strings. You're never going to convince me short of a video or audio or an email between them or a phone call that's there's no chance you're going to convince me that that obama is telling biden what to do and why would he do that by the way last time i checked biden is the president of the united states he may be overly influenced by his staff and his cabinet because of whatever uh, infirmity he has whatever slowness that, that may be true There's just no chance Obama, like, what does he have, a secret bat phone to all the cabinet? And he picks up the phone and says, here's what we're going to do. Even if Joe doesn't say it, here's what I want you to do. Come on, man. I mean, this is just crack smoke crazy, this stuff. We can have, I, I started this segment with a legitimate conversation about the failures of the Biden administration and where Trump has gotten it right. And it has spiraled into, that's not good enough, George. That's not good enough. Biden's a puppet of Barack Obama, and I can't call him Barack Obama. I have to throw Hussein in there because that's a reminder of his Muslimness or something. Why do we have to get down in the mud and act like everything is some grand conspiracy and it's George Soros and five other billionaires at Davos that have planned out the path for America and we're powerless to do anything unless we stand up and... God, isn't it exhausting to think like that? I mean, isn't that exhausting? Aren't you tired of being proven wrong by reality? Isn't there a moment where you wake up and go, damn, none of those predictions happened? I mean, how many times does Joe from Arvada, and I like Joe, how many times over two years has he called up to prognosticate about something and it never, ever, never happens? How many candidates has he predicted nationally when it because and I guess the answer would be, well, I was wrong because I was cheated. I was wrong because the system uh, was corrupt and it worked against me. It's got to be exhausting to think in those terms. Let's just chalk up the realistic wins where we can, like Biden's policy with UNRWA. 
an absolute failure. Should have never given that money without the reforms that the Israelis proposed and that made sense. Did it anyway. Trump was right to have cut off funding. Can't say that. You can't just say that. It's got to be something else. I'll bet Hunter Biden got some of that money. I'll bet Hunter Biden was sleeping with Palestinian prostitutes using some of the money from taxpayers to fund it and doing cocaine in the tunnels that our money was helping to be like, why do we have to get there? Damn, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to make your brain think like that. 303-696-1971. Someone said Big Mike is Michelle. Yep. Oh, I know there's a lot of people, some of them on the radio, who are 100% convinced Michelle Obama is going to be the nominee. I want you all to write that down on a piece of paper if you believe it. And then I want you to call right back into the show when it doesn't happen. If it's wrong, of course, I will be happy to say on the air, man, I did not think that was going to happen. That is crazy accurate. But when it doesn't happen, you have to have the guts to call in and text in and say, I was one of those people that was huffing on paint when I made that, uh, that prediction and it turns out it was wrong. I just, I, I don't get it, man. I, I just don't get it. Why everything has to be a giant, you know, who feeds this narrative, by the way, perfectly. We've now gone completely afield of where the hell I wanted to go with this topic is that, uh, is Billy blaze Vivek Ramaswamy. How many damn posts have you seen from this clown on Twitter that are like, we know the plot. It's so obvious what's taking place. And he never tells you what's taking place. He just wants you to conclude. I get it. I get it. We know who the megalomillionaire corporate funders are. We know whose strings they're pulling. The plot is real. They're going to substitute someone for Donald Trump at the last minute. Come on, man. That dude's doing that for clicks, likes, followers, and a future. I really doubt a guy that smart believes that. But that's the song he's got to sing. I mean, who's loving on Trump harder to be the VP guy, Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy? Who is just sitting by the phone saying, ring, 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 waiting for him to call and put them, put them in action? Damn, man. I mean, <laughs> it's just, this is just some of the craziest stuff that is going on. It is legit. These two topics I wanted to talk about. The failures at the border, and we should talk about some of the things that uh, are being proposed in this immigration reform bill that isn't going to ever happen. But come on, guys. Honestly, it hurts my brain. I feel like I'm having a stroke when I try to conclude some of the things you guys put out there in the Twitterverse, on texts, even some of the calls. I'd love to hear from you on some of these calls, but I can't do it yet. I'm going to cut away for a break. Frank, Jim, others, we're all going to get you on the air here uh, after this break. The number, 303-696-1971. Can't call that number to get Ultra Botanica's great product called Ultra Cur. That's that curcumin-based, all-natural supplement that you can get a three-day free sample at your natural grocers by going there and asking the vitamin manager for it. I've, I've, listen, I, I can tell you about this till I'm blue in the face. In fact, I think I have told you about it till I'm blue in the face. This product is is an all-natural answer to things that plague you right now. Is it a cure-all to every... It's not snake oil, folks. It's not the ass will fix everything. It'll make you taller, make you better. It's not that product. This is a product that legitimately is an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, positive health consequences from this thing. I've felt the relief. I took the pills. Billy took the pills. You should try it. Go to GetUltraNow.com. That's GetUltraNow.com. 
But honestly, and I told the guys when they were on the air last Friday this, do your own independent research on curcumin, right? Like these guys have a patented way of, of getting the curcumin benefits to your body faster, quicker, and with better, better results. But go research curcumin on your own and see the positive health consequences that result from taking that stuff, adding it to your diet. Go check them out at your natural grocers. Ask the vitamin manager. They'll give you two three-day free supplies so you can share one with a loved one or just someone who, uh, I don't know, you want to have a, more of a pain-free pain-free existence. Check them out at getultranow.com. When we come back, your calls, your text, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. No better time to pop a piece of orange into your mouth than as you hear Big Head Todd and the Monsters come on the air. So if my voice tends to sound a little funny, it's because I'm squirreling half a wedge right there next to my molar. Let's get right to the phone lines. Frank, you're on 710 KNUS. Frank, what do you think? George, you're such a nice guy. But it's time to put your big boy pants on, my friend. I knew it was Except coming. I knew the there was always going to be a butt. There is what? The you're a nice guy, and thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Thanks for paying Here's taxes. Here's George. Yeah, hey, my pleasure. Hey, um, every president, Thomas Jefferson had had um, sex slaves. Um, you know, uh, Roosevelt had when he not Roosevelt Eisenhower had a had a concubine when he lived in England during the war. Um, you know, probably a concubine. I mean, that's yeah. Maybe well, you mean a paramour or something, but a concubine something like sounds that. whatever. Sounds very yeah. Genghis Khan-y. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was wartime. Um, so the, uh, you know, probably the best president from an ethics standpoint I've ever had, and the worst president from a functional standpoint would be Jimmy Carter. And now we got this guy in charge who's both ethically bad and and functionally bad. You got the both, worst of both worlds. And all I got to hear about, I mean, you, I give you credit for giving um, President Trump credit for what he did for the country, but it's just tiring to hear all this whining about his ethics. Yeah, the guy did some what? things wrong. You can't mean that, Frank. It's tiring to hear I about ethics. That. Yes, I do mean it, and mainly because we're in a we're in a very perilous time right now. I don't think most people realize how perilous it is. Well, and, g- given that bar, Frank, is what you're saying then ethics? We just don't have the privilege of ethics right now. We just have to adopt a much more Machiavellian right. approach, and until we do these things, then well, then we'll start talking ethics. Let the man with no sin stand up and tell me. Who no, he is it's not. First. That's that's not the same thing, man. That's not the same thing because you're saying, "Hey, it's okay to sin until you accomplish this good goal," and that's never been the position of any Christian out there. It's sinning is wrong, and we know that it happens. Wait but a we should wor- hold on. But we should work to eliminate it. What you're saying is we don't have the privilege of ethics right now. Half the Vatican and half the people in uh, the Boston um, diocese. Um, probably should be in jail right now for child abuse. Not half of them, but I get your point, but you're talking about the failings of individuals. Nobody's saying what they did was okay. That's why it's a giant scandal. It's not like the church is saying, well, you caught us, I guess it's all right. So, but, but what you're trying to say is let's continue to lower the bar for human failings and human conduct to the point where it's not even relevant anymore. All that's relevant is, can you accomplish this one goal? That's what it feels like you're saying. 
George is such a nice guy, man. I mean, <laughs> well, really, tell me I'm wrong. I, I, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. We're in perilous times right now, and most people don't realize just how perilous they are. You know, because and that means what? what? But what does that mean for the people, conduct of a president? It means run the country, keep us safe. That's what it means. Yeah, but independent of the rules, independent of the law, independent what of rules? ethics. He, give me the law he broke. Who? He have, still have, Trump. I mean, well, we know I, we know Clinton raped three women that we know about. The, probably the, a bunch more. Yeah, the, look, the documents thing in Mar-a-Lago, buddy, is the least political one that I can see, and, and we, I'm sure there's some other things George, out there. That's huge. That's huge, George. I mean, that's like a showstopper. It's incredible. I know, but but you a, you asked me what law he broke, and, and and I told you, and now you're like, that's but that's a stupid law. It's still being adjudicated. So he, it's just an accusation. Right now, it's a, well, I don't know what you call it. You're the lawyer, not me. But well, it's it an accusation. Been. Charges against someone, an indictment. Those those okay, are just accusations. So we don't know if he broke the law yet. And you know what? Well, hold on. That's do you know? Do you know if Biden broke the law? Department's nailing Hold on. Do you? Do you know if Biden broke the law? Using that standard, do we know if Biden broke the law? Well, he hasn't been he hasn't been convicted of anything either. He hasn't even been I mean, accused. I, he hasn't even been charged. Are you kidding me? Everybody and his brother accuses him. No, 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 no. A, a formal government accusation. Whether you think it's politically motivated or not, he's not even facing charges. So yeah. what do we know uh, about his criminal what? conduct? Gosh, guess who the, this, the uh, attorney general is? My word. Ah, he's too busy going after Trump. Yeah, but but your Give me a break, your man. point I mean, was, right, and by the way, it's not Merrick Garland in charge of the prosecution. He he is overseeing the yeah, special prosecutor. But yeah, they, they don't have any any closed door meetings. I know, with but each other ever. but Frank, listen to what you're saying. You're saying even though he's under indictment for these things, we know a ton of the evidence that's out there because it's been litigated on these different legal issues. We can conclude nothing about Trump's illegality, but on Biden, where no charges, no indictment. Very little information is known. We know he broke the law. Doesn't that seem bottom odd? Line, no, bottom line is neither one of them been convicted of anything yet, and that's, that's so the they're on equal footing, that. charged or uncharged. They're, they're equally innocent to well, you. Then the rest of it's all political, and it's what you choose to believe as a as a political observer. Well, what and what if a what jury I, convicts Trump in that Mar-a-Lago one? Then what will your conclusion be? Well, he's been convicted now. Now I do think he broke the law. The case should have never been brought. I mean, same thing with the, the same thing with the. Um, I forget the guy's name who's going to jail now. Um, who got convicted of uh, uh-huh. didn't go to Congress. I forget his. He what? was the, the guy who's getting ready to go to jail. I forget his name. He was a Trump. Um, he was in Trump's cabinet. You're going to have to give uh, more detail because that applies to a bunch. Peter Navarro is what Billy well, says. Is that the guy you were talking he, about? Yeah, that's the guy. He's he's got four months in jail and he's like in basically a death sentence because the guy's 80 years old. Yeah. Um. He. Because he didn't, he didn't show up to Congress. Well, guess what? Who else didn't show up for con- for um, Congress? The Attorney General uh, under Barack Obama, Jim uh, Jordan. You know, so Jim Jordan was he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. him too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, just you know, there's a bunch of them, and all of a sudden they go after Navarro. Give me a break. They yeah. went after Navarro because he was a Trump guy. Maybe, may, maybe they did. Maybe I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I'm George, fa- you have so much faith in our legal system, and the rest of us all sitting there shaking our heads, saying, "What the heck is he talking about?" It's not. It's who's stuck. the rest of us, brother? Who's the rest of us? Me and my brother in the car. <laughs> Listen, I. Uh, it's not that I have such uh, 
faith in the criminal justice system to always get it right, because I know that it doesn't always get it right. But I have faith in that system far more than I do in public opinion. And the idea that there's some conspiracy lurking out there that's trying to get this done. I have far more faith in that system uh, that takes place in a courtroom with all the protections that exist in there with vigorous, well-trained fighters going after it on the issues of facts and the law. I have much more faith in that system than uh, Twitter. Vigorous, well-trained fighters like this this gal down in uh, Atlanta. The, I'm talking about like um, Alina Haba. You think she's pretty good, right? She was a big fighter. Well, Sounds like it. I mean, Jenna Ellis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jenna Ellis. Sydney Powell. Person. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, those are all well-trained, vigorous fighters who have all lost, right, on behalf of the president. But I trust the system that generated that loss far more than I do, like, you and I just on social media saying, we know what happened here. Biden's a crook. Biden's guilty. Now, he may very well be guilty. I'm not absolving him of anything. But if you go down that road, you have to accept the idea that Trump's been indicted. And I'm not including all those other political cases. Trump's been indicted in a case where it looks like they got him dead to rights. They just do. Yeah, and he should never been, the case should never been brought. Why not? The, um, it, because it, it's, it's a political prosecution. Why is it political? I mean, you know, that, uh, because he did basically the same thing that every president, no, and that, matter of fact, a bunch of vice Frank, presidents did. Frank, I want you to go and read the I indictment. I want you to read the indictment and compare it to every other president out there. No president that we're aware of has ever done what he's done. It's not the possession of the classified documents after he was out he of office. He didn't turn him in. He, he didn't turn him back He in. didn't just not turn him in. He misled them about turning them in. He obfuscated with his own attorneys repeatedly. Okay, That's the so crime. That's got, the crime, not the classified documents piece. You've got FBI agents going to your personal home with M- M- What M- should they do when he doesn't turn over government property? They tried what with they the archivist multiple like, times. The attorneys they thought they were... Yeah, go ahead. They do for everybody else. What, what's and that? that? Is, oh, please turn them. You know, they did. They oh, pleased him multiple Obama times. got documents. Obama still got documents by his own admission. He he lied. He lied to his own attorneys about what documents he had, so that they would end up without knowing it, telling a falsehood to the archivist yeah, about what they so, had. And so now the attorney-client privilege thing is out the window too. But that's okay for you. It's not that it's okay for me, but these yeah, are guys who are now in the hot seat. Okay. Hold on. These guys are in the hot seat, right? So they're in a position where they've turned over to the archivist what they believe to be all the records, and they represent this on behalf of their client. And then when you find out your client has lied to you, your options are you get indicted and you get charged for lying to the feds about these documents, or you go, hang on, my client just signed me up for failure. My, I was just repeating what my client said. So if so that's, guy, if that's the vehicle for blowing up attorney-client privilege, yep, I'm all down with it. There you go. So yeah, but buddy, the attorney-client privilege doesn't exist to protect the client from setting up his attorneys for a crime. That's not what the attorney-client privilege exists for. So you got a guy crosswalking, carrying a machete, hacking people up, and you you take him to court for crosswalking. You know, this for is what? ridiculous. Crosswalking. I mean, um, jaywalking. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's absurd. It's absurd, George. And the same thing happened with the two fake impeachments. You know, both. Who, yeah. Why isn't anybody in the FBI? Now, the, the impeachment that? stuff we've already talked about. I, I'm a, I, I didn't support either of those impeachments. I thought no. they were all political kabuki theater. They were unnecessary. And Frank, forgive me. I've taken yeah. us to 48, which means I'm screwing Billy right now as you and I continue to banter. I apologize. Always appreciate the calls and the thoughts, even though. 
you and I disagree on a whole bunch. But thank you for at least saying that I'm nice. Let me do this before I cut away for a break. i got to tell you about Daniel J. Kaplis, super attorney. Uh, we talked about the ethics piece and how maybe are we in an environment where, where things are so bad we just can't have the privilege of ethics. That's not Dan Kaplis or Bob or Wahid or anybody else in that great Dan Kaplis law firm. Uh, they win. They fight vigorously and win, but they do it within the confines of the rules and the law and ethics. And that's why you trust them, right? They're not, I'll do anything I possibly can to come up with this outcome. That's chaos. That's anarchy. You don't need to go to a courtroom for that. Hell, you can do that on the street. But if you got to go to court to get justice, Dan Kaplis is the guy that you want to do it. Give him a call, 303-770-5551. or check him out at dancaplislaw.com. Kaplis is spelled with a C, dancaplislaw.com. Hey, stick around. We'll get to more of your texts, your calls. Open line, 303-696-1971. George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Well, folks, I've done it again. I think I've butchered every single hour so far. But we have one left that we might just get right with some of the timing and the other voodoo that we need to do. And unfortunately, it's not going to be right now. I do have just enough time, though, to talk to you about our good friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. That's Dr. Tanya Pauls. She's the one that can help you recover that more youthful look that you deserve. It's not your fault that your body and your mother's hairline, and I don't mean her mother's hairline, but I mean your mother's line in the family, which I think they say dictates the hairline. It's not your fault that your hair's thinning, that you're losing it, that it's patchy, that it's whatever. It's your fault that you comb it that way. But they will help you have more hair to screw up with the combing if you just give them a call it's 720-459 hair. It's all your hair anyway. One day, in and out treatment. It starts growing the next day. You're going to love it. So have thousands of other men out there. Check them out at advancedhair.com. That's advancedhair.com. $250 off. Yep. And 250 free hair grafts with your call today. 720-459 hair, advancedhair.com. Well, that does it for this hour. When we come back, uh, I want to continue to have a conversation here about some of this stuff with the immigration. There's a deal afoot. Have you heard about that? Some of the details of this deal, kind of eye-opening, kind of super concerning, and I'd love to get your thoughts on them as well. As always, the phones are for you and for me, 303-696-1971, George Brockler, 710, KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.